Welcome to the Couch of Randomness. This is episode 23. Hi. How you doing? Well, how's it going, dudes? Wow. <laughs> I'm John. I'm your host. I'm still here for some stupid reason. And on the couch with me, as always. I still don't know why I'm here. I don't know either. That's Rose. What are we talking about this week? Um... You were supposed to start this. Oh, I was? Okay. My bad. <laughs> Black Panther, I wanted to go for best picture, and guess what? It is. People talked a lot about puddles this week. Yeah. That was weird. CD Projekt Red, they're a little bit of a troll. A little bit. A little bit. Just Ten little hours bit. worth of a troll. <laughs> closer to 11. Closer, yeah, closer to 11. Closer to 11. Uh, there's a weird new Animal Crossing game. Is it? No. No. Not really. No, it doesn't. But they're animals. And they cross. They cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> and fandoms. Let's... We gotta let those go. We get. We gotta be a little more forgiving of our fandoms. Yeah. And l- kind of let them evolve. So, you know, let's sit down on this couch and let's have some fun. Let's talk Black Panther. Let's do it. Let's talk... I mean, it... It's a marginally huge movie. I mean... How do you have a marginally huge movie? How does that work? I don't know. Me neither. Those two words came together in my mind, and I'm like, (laughs) just blurt them out, John. Just say it. Yeah. Just absolutely say it. It's cool. Okay, so... The Academy for Movies, the Academy of Motion Picture... The Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. which leads to the Academy Awards, a.k.a. the the Oscars, Oscars, did something interesting... A couple weeks ago where they announced that they made a new category category. Yeah. Thank you. Category for movies. And it's pretty much a category for the most popular movie. And you're like kind of BS. Oh, it's absolute BS. I think they're like the box office already said that. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest on that. And I I think you're I think that's the best way to put it. It's absolutely BS. Yeah. But I know that they're just trying to get people to watch and people to go to the Oscars and kind of give the nod to suffering. Yes, it's been suffering. The Oscar movies don't rake in much money. Yeah. And so they've got to find a way to kind they're of... they're always the indie movies. Yeah, they, to bring it all together. I yeah. get that. I'm not, I, I won't say bad on the reasoning behind. I just think your execution is absolutely stupid. Yes. So it's like a, the most popular movie. So we're turning into like the MTV Movie Awards, which that's weird to me. Which there are already plenty of awards shows that do the that, popular th- exactly. stuff. But apparently... Disney is going to take Black Panther and do its marketing to have a push for it to be best picture instead of most popular. I don't even understand how that works. I actually don't either. Like I read that and I was like, (laughs) wait, how like the marketing, like I, cause it's probably going to get a re-release in theaters. So people go back and it's fresh on everyone's mind. Okay. I get that. And how they're they're how the marketing's I guess going to lay out is this doesn't need to be the most popular movie. It needs to be struggling. Uh, disenfranchised. Yeah, just <laughs> in a world where someone gets left behind and like there's a tear jerking moment and it's a political statement. Black Panther is going to be running for best picture. I'm like, like, that's honestly the big thing to me is don't cheapen this movie. Yeah. And I, that, ooh, good point. Don't cheapen this movie. This movie has made a lot of things super amazing. It was relevant. Amazing. Yeah. And just things that you're like, I didn't know that that we needed this or yeah. that we knew this was a problem, but you brought it to the forefront and made it right or made yeah. it at least not right. Let's not say it, right. Made it. Made it relatable. There it is. Thank you. 
for anybody. Anybody. I mean, this is almost a billion dollar movie, or if not, is a billion I, dollar movie. I think movie. it is. I think last time it might have been like 800 million worldwide, but that seems wrong. I remember hearing 700 million. 700 million? I'm pretty sure I heard that. But still. Yeah. Like, so much movie. It is, it's just weird to me that. So much money. Uh, And so much movie, too. It's, yeah. it's a long movie, but it's still a great movie. It's really good. But what's funny to me is this is the first comic book big franchise movie I can possibly think of mm -hmm. that is deserving of best picture, no at least best picture nomination yeah. since The Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, I sure. I mean, everybody acted fantastically in it. The stunts were amazing. And the topics that they touch on are so good. So good. Relevant. Ryan Coogler. Fantastic job. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he, I want to say he won so a, with not a one, but he was nominated for best director for Creed last year. Last time. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you have an Academy nominated director yeah. directing a comic book movie that plays, that has topics about race and strong females and stuff that like yeah. your indie movies do. I hate to say it. Black Panther did it better. Black Panther did it in a way that reached more people. Okay, fair enough. Then yes. Because we have seen some indie movies that, that, that did, did it better. It. That's true. Okay, great way to put that. But it's like... But this is one of the widest views yeah. that has touched on any of those issues. I mean, Ryan Coogler best, needs to be nominated for Best Director. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight that one. Chadwick Boseman, I'm okay if he gets best I, or nominated for Best I think Actor, that, um, but I don't think he needs to. I think, I think what's his face needs to be supporting actor. Yes. Um, well, I just had it. Just had it. And I'm blanking it. on his name. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. I think he needs to be best supporting. actor. I think so too. I think because he's the best villain, vi villain, villain, villain Marvel has had. And just in because general, I feel like I love, I think we talked about this on the podcast a month or two ago, uh, where T'Challa was actually the bad guy in the movie until the end. Yes. Like he actually was. Yeah. Warmonger was actually the good guy. Yeah. And I think that that's such an interesting way to tell this story. Yeah. I mean, and you think about it, like, I, you're right. Best Supporting Actor nomination for Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as but good he, as Heath Ledger's Joker, but still. The, it was still really good. The still characters of those two made a lot of sense that but, they were a, they pushed back against the hero. Yeah. But I'm also just waiting for Michael B. Jordan to get an Oscar because I feel like that's just... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We just don't know when. He did a fantastic job in Creed. Oh, he did. He and is so, the reason that I will see Creed 2. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the only reason I'm going to go see Creed <laughs> yeah. 2, to be honest. Past that, I could give a crap less about that movie. Yeah. Ryan Coogler's not back. That, that's what uh, hurts me. It's not Ryan Coogler. so sad. But it's, it's weird because people were pissed in 2008 or 2009 when the dark Knight came out and mm -hmm. it wasn't nominated for stuff. Yeah. And so for anything for the next year, the Academy went from five best pictures to 10 up to 10, up to 10 to kind of, yeah, we know that we could have the yeah. superhero movies. They could be really well done and make the statements that we kind of want to make amass a global audience, make yeah. the money be well acted, well directed, well written. Just have a driving story. Almost a damn near perfect movie. I, I, I say it. Black Panther was a damn near perfect movie. Yeah. There and were... and you're gonna like 
pity it. Yeah. By giving it this, you're, it's probably going to get nominated for popular movie. And yeah. I really kind of wanted to go for best picture and get nominated because I think it speaks more volumes to what that story actually is and yeah. what, what needs to be told. Because I really feel like get out almost won last year. I think it was this I, close. I, I think I, that it, like it was up against some stiff competition. It was. I, and I was like, that's, that's where I lost on it. And I'm like, and I knew it too. I'm like, yeah. it's not going to win. It probably came in second. I hope so. I, I, I know I we'll really never find so. out, but I was like, I, it had to have come in second because damn, that was a great movie. Yeah. I need to buy it. I loved that movie. It was so good. Yeah. So but, freaking good. But I think this one, this one's more relatable in a sense. I, I, I don't know how to put this properly. To, yeah. Like Black Panther's not well, relatable. Here's the weird thing. Yes. Black Panther is more set in the real world than Get Out was. Yes. Awkwardly. Or, I, I know what you're trying to say on that one because. Or at the very least, I feel like it has tonally, a more. Yeah. Tonally. Because Get Out was pitched as a suspenseful thriller, obviously. Yeah. That was another Which reason I was shocked that it, was actually nominated. Yeah. But yeah, tonally wise, I, I, I know what you're trying to say. And kind of a better commentary on. Yes. Race and yes. equality and all of that. And I also like. I love how they didn't how they portrayed females oh, yeah. in I did Black too. Panther. I love that they were like, "Oh no, our Oh no, our warrior our race. Warrior race is <laughs> our women." Yeah, our warrior tribe is all females. And that was I mean, there was also a male warrior yeah. tribe. But still, I, it was like, "Okay, this is awesome." Yeah. I can't wait. It was so good. It was it was good. I Black Panther I I think needs to have a best picture nomination. That would be amazing. Ryan Coogler best actor. I, yeah. I that's but not Actor, director, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's switch some gears real fast. Okay. Summer movie season, it's pretty much done. We're in September. Yeah. It's done. It's it's done. done. It's done. So we were. I was digging around like, whoa, what to talk about with movies? Okay. This article from Business Insider. Yeah, I got an article from Business Insider. That's weird. The, I mean, it happens. The 10 worst movies of the summer, according to the critics. And I'm like, all right, let's run this down real fast. And sure. I, I read it. I have not. You have not. And they were like, I don't even know what that movie is. I didn't know that was a movie. Okay, so I'm let's going to do this. So we're going to start. Oh, with, I can't wait. We're going to start with number ten. I can't. And wait I'm actually going to. Gonna, I'm going to read the synopsis, and then I'm going to give uh, the title. I'm going to show you a picture. Okay. Okay. So this is the synopsis for of number ten. Uh huh. Well, and actually, this is number ten. So the least hated of these ten. The least hated of these ten. Yes. Okay. Yes. And this actually gives away the uh, name oh, the of title? it. So the title. Okay. So. AXL is a top-secret robotic dog who develops a special friendship with Miles and will go to any link to protect his new companion. Is this live action or animated? That's a great question. This is live action. Why? This is live action. <laughs> but why? <laughs> Here's the picture. Why? <laughs> who is that? Okay, so that that actor, this is... That looks like the... um. Oh, Gambit. Oh yeah, Tyler Kirsch. Yes, Kitsch, Kitsch, Kitsch. Okay, this is directed Kitch? by Oliver Daly, and I believe that guy Miles. His name is Alex. Oh, good lord! It's fine. Yeah, his name's Alex. So something with N E U. New stuff. Oh, let me see. Yeah, it's you. It's you. There it is. Uh, new stad. New stater. New stater. New stater. And Thomas Jane. He's in it. Yay! Like, oh my god! What was the last good movie he was in? Nothing against Thomas Jane, just 
he hasn't really been in any I think he was big he, movies lately. People liked what he did with the HBO or Netflix movie of a Stephen King book. Okay. Apparently, it was actually pretty decent. That's but cool. I mean, we're writing the Stephen King high for now. For now, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. How long yeah, that lasts. I'm with you. Okay, so AXL. next AXL. Okay. AXL number eight. Uh huh. Okay, well nine. This, oh, number nine. Wow, nine. Yeah. A woman fights to protect her family during a home eva- home invasion. Oh, is that the mother one? Yes, it is. Oh my god, breaking in. One- Oh, yeah. there was part of me. Okay. If we still drank, I would have gotten drunk and gone to see that movie. I'm with you. And I'll be honest. <laughs> I actually, I truly love Gabrielle Union. I think she's gorgeous. Yes. I think she's a fantastic actress. Love her. I love her to death. I saw this and I was like, that's not happening. Didn't we laugh all the way through this yes, preview? We did. Yes, we did. All right. Let me give oh. you a quick hit of, okay, the rotten. Let me go back. Axel's rotten tomato score. AXL, AXL was 27. Okay. Okay. Breaking in is also twenty seven. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go to this next one. The next number eight. Number eight. A spoiled wealthy yacht owner is thrown overboard and becomes the target of a revenge from his mistreated employee. Okay, so it's Castaway mixed with crap. I can't think of a movie. Where the employee gets revenge on the boss. I know that it... Ha- oh, Office Space. Yeah, there you Cast go. Castaway mixed with Office Space. What is this? This is Overboard. The remake of the Goldie Hawn... Why wouldn't it be called Russell, Overboard? Russell... Uh, Crow? No. no. Uh, Davies? <laughs> wow. I don't know. Wow. Goldie Hawn and her husband. Yeah. What is this? Uh, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Crap, what's his name? Kurt Russell. Thank you. Kurt Russell. Kurt, I was like, crap, Way to go it? with... Re- Russell. Russell. Yeah, I, I had Russell. Okay, so this Rotten Tomato score was 25. I never saw the original movie. I saw it so many times because my mom loves oh, that movie. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I've seen that movie that multiple times. I don't think I can quote it anymore. I see your mom loving Goldie Hawn. Oh, my mom does love Goldie okay. Hawn. Yeah. Okay, so next one. Number seven. The puppet cast of a 90-ish, 90-ish car- uh, children's cartoon begins to get murdered one by one. A disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case <laughs> come on happy time murders which is sad because i really wanted this to be good oh no i just killed my <gasps> no no i didn't mean he to close the I closed, story I itself. the story itself oh god no uh so yeah i i almost want to see happy time murders but part of me is just like could i take it because i never saw the sky whatever with the marionettes and i never really wanted to oh uh team america world police yeah it's okay i yeah. it's awkwardly enough i think that movie is more relevant now than it was oh, when it probably. came out it's okay i'm not yeah. gonna say it's great it's pretty damn good because they're all marionettes and it's really well done and with what it is yeah but it's it's over the top yeah and you have to be it's okay. just not my kind of te- my kind of humor it, it, and you're right it's not it's, and i feel like happy time murders is bordering on not my kind of humor yeah i can see that all right What's number six? An elite American intelligence officer, aided by a top-secret tactical command unit, tries to smuggle a mysterious police officer with sensitive information out of the country. Mile 22 or 22 mile? Mile 22. Mile 22. Mile 22. And, which is funny, I, I think I said this when we were talking about mile Lauren 22. Lauren Cohen is in that. Lauren Cohen is in it. Uh, and what? Marky Mark. No. He's in it. I still love that the uh, team, the Black Ops, not we're not real teams called uh-huh. Overwatch. Yeah. I'm like... Wow. I'm just like, 
that's Try, just, trying to bring in a crowd that you know is not going to come, huh? Like at all, at all. clearly. Rotten, what, Rotten Tomato score twenty one. Oof, yeah, that hurts a little. Okay. A Number daredevil. Five. A daredevil designs and operates his own theme park with his friends. Oh, is this that animated one where they like discover a theme park? No, no, no this is this one is a uh, live action. Yes. Uh, it looks t- way too much like Jackass for me to ever enjoy it. Because it's by the guys that did Jackass. That's, That's right. Johnny Knoxville and yeah, all his friends from I'm Jackass. Good. You are 100% correct. I'm good. I 17%. don't need that. 17%. I'm, I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah, me too. So Number four. Number four. Okay. Let's see this. This one. Okay. AXL, never heard of it. Right. This is the next one I never heard of. Sweet. Imprisoned by an adult world that now fears everyone under 18, a group of teens form a resistance group to fight back and reclaim control of their future. This sounds like a Star Trek episode. No, dead serious. (laughs) There was a Star Trek episode in the original series where it was like all teenagers in this land because as soon as you became a grup, a grown up. Then yeah, then like you died or something. Like you couldn't live past your teenage years, or like your brain got taken over, and it was like a commentary on growing up. Seriously, yes, this wow. was in the original series. This one's called the Darkest Mines. Had Mandy Moore mine as in you go mining in Minecraft, or mind, mind as in your thinker, your thinker, M I N D S. <laughs> okay, your thinker. I like that. Starring Mandy Moore. Oh God. We got a winner already with Mandy Moore. And Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, yeah, why I, would she say yes to this? Yeah, I know. That's what got, I saw that. No, I'm like, oh, Brianna. Brianna really? of Tarth. Really? It's not okay. Okay, this one has. I love her in Game of Thrones. 17. 17 Rotten so Tomatoes. That, so four and five are tied. Yep. Okay. I'm okay with that. Next one. Number three. Didn't even hear this one either. Max. A macho, solitary Rottweiler police dog is ordered to go undercover as a primp show dog in a prestigious dog show, along with his human partner, to advert a disaster from happening. Advert or avert? Avert. <laughs> Sorry, I put that D in there, my bad. Gotta watch out for that. Uh-huh. This is called Show Dogs. Oh. This actually I stars. feel like I heard about that, but I might be confusing it with like a TV show. Th- or this something looks like it would dumb. be like Disney's B movie. I feel or like a B movie of Disney. Not I feel movie. like this whole premise would be set up on like TLC because let's learn about these things. Exactly. It starred Will Arnett and Ludacris. Oh, oh my God. Luda! No, no. <laughs> All right. This one had a Rotten Tomato score of 17. Okay, so, so we're, we're, they're just neck and neck with these movies. Yep. Number two. A small town in Massachusetts. Oh, I'm sorry. In a small town in in a small town in Massachusetts, a group of friends fascinated by the internet lore of the Slender Man attempt to prove that he doesn't actually exist until one of them mysteriously goes missing. And people wonder why I don't watch horror movies. Slender Man. You are correct. It is Slender Man. I'm not going to lie real fast. Mm-hmm. Looking at this, her shirt is the same color. So I was like, what is IMD? So there's an ad, there's an on, ad on IMDb for the IMDb show. And the girl is wearing a nude color shirt and there's and like it, holding signs holding that signs. says who, what, when, where. And they're like covering her boobs. So it looks like it she's looks, censoring she herself. Looked, yeah, I was like, I, I'm reading this <laughs> and peripheral showing me that. I'm like, 
Am I missing something oh. right now from IMDb? Are we going like a little like X-rated with this? Like pro, like, pro tip, guys, uh, don't wear a nude shirt. Yeah, don't wear a nude color shirt when your skin color is matching. Yeah, there's a reason it's called nude. Yeah, I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, that's not that. The, okay, that looks good. Very weird. Okay, good. It's not just me. I'm like, um, no. Like I, I even looked over and I was just like. Why is she censoring herself? <laughs> Thank you. That was exactly my it's thought like, process. Oh my god, what is this? Yeah. What is going on? Okay. So Slenderman. Rotten Tomato score seven. Oh from, that's a jump. From two to three. Ten points. Ten points. Now again, take Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes with a grain of salt because yeah. I mean everyone can be a critic. You have to be signed up. But still. I'm a little scared now. You should be. For number one. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm not looking no, at your don't screen. Look at, don't look at my screen. Have I heard of this one? Uh, I think we've talked about it oh, in the sense of... Yes. Eh? But um, Or maybe you and I thought about talking about it and we're like, we don't know what this is okay. in the sense of trailers and we just kind of pushed it aside. Sweet. This documentary. Oh, is it the America... No, you said documentary. Sorry, keep going. No, the okay. like small town America where everyone kills each other. Oh, for, because that they're looks ever, like the purge media? or something. Yeah. yeah, good guess. Okay. I, I will give you that okay. much. That is a great okay. guess. This documentary draws parallels between the dramatic fra- uh, fracturing of a nation over Abraham Lincoln's presidency and the presidency of Donald Trump. Not even kidding. That's exactly what this says. It's documentary comparing Lincoln to Trump. To Trump. Yes, pretty much. That's what it sounds like. It is. This is a documentary. This is the number one worst movie of summer 2018. That sounds like something my parents would have seen. There is a high enjoyed. probability that they did or would. If they watch documentaries. Okay, so there's Slender Man. I don't know. It's called Death of a Nation. I don't think my parents would have seen that. Rotten Tomato score of zero. Whoa. Yeah. How many movies even have a zero on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, what it's got to be low. How many movies? Because, n- I mean, to get a 0%, that's insane. Okay, hold on. All right, well, let's go back. Now, they did say some, well, on the Business Insider article, they had some critics, what they said or why they hated it. Okay. I want to read this one in particular. Okay. It's number one. We have to. The facts don't matter. Only the showbiz addiction of the fight matters. And that and the chance to get viewers... To let viewers get their rage-fueled rocks off. That's how brainwashing works in a nation that has begun to dis- uh, distort reality from the top down. And it's a way that, oh, Deshin D'Souza? De- Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza has always worked. D'Souza. D'Souza has always worked. <laughs> Going back to his campus days as a red meat dweeb conservative what? at Dartmouth. This is by Owen Gilberman from Variety. Apparently, he doesn't like this guy. I guess. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. Let I, me tell you, the movie sounds super The, the movie amazing. sounds awesome. Okay, here's like a quick list of zeros on Rotten Tomatoes. Staying Alive, which, isn't that the... Yeah, that is. That's the John Travolta movie, the sequel to wow. Saturday Night Fever. Like, I thought that's what that was. Jaws the Revenge. Uh-huh. Police Academy 4, Citizens uh-huh. on Patrol. Mac and Me. Aw. <laughs> Highlander 2, The Quickening. Return to Blue Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Look who's talking now. Mm-hmm. A low down, dirty shame. Wagons East. Shadow Conspiracy. Three strikes. Ballistic. X. X versus Sever. 
which Ooh. that one has Antonio Banderas and who's the other person? Because Antonio Banderas Lucy has Liu. done so many amazing movies. Um, he has some hits and misses. Derailed, Killing Me Softly, Mercio, Decor, Ray, Pinocchio from 2002. Didn't even know that was a thing. National Lampoon's Gold Digger, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Oh. Uh, so many baby movies. Redline. I actually remember that one. I think I saw that one. Oh. Scar, One Miss Call, Homecoming, Stolen, Nutcracker in 3D, Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, A Thousand Words, Dark Tide, The Ridiculous Six, Cabin Fever. That might be a different Cabin Fever than I'm thinking. Max Steel, Dark Crimes, so. Precious Cargo. Stratton. Oh, and Gotti. Oh. <laughs> oh. That actually, uh, John Travolta. Gotti. Played. Yeah, John Gotti. Yeah, that just came out this year, didn't it? Yeah, it, it apparently is awful. That's what I've like, heard. legitimately awful. Ugh. Oh, well. I don't know about that. That's cool. It's that time. What time is it? Cumberwatch. Dun, dun. Apparently, Benedict Cumberbatch's like real parents made a cameo in the season finale or season four finale of um, Sherlock. Yeah, weren't they like tourists or something? Something like that. I, we haven't watched season four. I just saw that real fast. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put that in there. And cool. again, dude, seriously, come on now. High tea. High tea, man. High tea. I'll, I'll, we will pay. Well, of course we'll pay. Yeah, you're just I too mean, nice of a guy. I mean, you might be coming to uh, slum it a little bit. And here, Aaron, Texas, where it's hot as hell right now. <laughs> we'll wait until the winter. That's fine. That's fine. We I'll can do go that. out in the dead of winter. That's true. He can wear a Sherlock coat, and then I might steal it at the end. No, that's fine. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but seriously, Benedict, come on, man. Call us <laughs> anytime. I'm not going to put my phone number on here, so I don't know how you're going to find us, but. Uh, you it's can, called social media. Social media. Well, I took my phone number off of all That's social media. That's okay. He doesn't have to call. That's he true. can DM us. He can DM us. He can email. Or just add us. Add us. That's yeah. fine, too. We're Anything. at the geek level on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime, <laughs> Benedict. I'm, I'm here for you, man. Here for you. That's been Cumberwatch. Dun, dun. <laughs> Seriously, that is going to happen one day. I swear to God. One day there's going to be like... I there, feel like it's gonna... not because there's nothing on social media from us. Like we don't even promote Cumberwatch. No, we don't, and that's why I think like if this podcast <laughs> gets big and like people like, wait, why they're doing Cumberwatch? What? what is that? And then they keep on going back, and they're like, oh, this is a gag. This is yeah. legitimately a gag that they started like week four. Yeah, and just held on to it. I think it was like twelve or might, something. I think it's we're just holding on to it every single week. Yeah, Cumberwatch. Damn it, it's gonna happen, and one day. Like God, just, that would be amazing. We're just going to be like out and about at a like con, and Benedict Cumberbatch is going to come up and be like, "Hey, you two are at the couch of random." We're like, "Are you two the idiots that keep on trying to get me on?" Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> of course, that also means that we have to go to con. Yes, that'll happen sooner or later. It will happen. My goodness. sometime. All right, let's. This is amazing. Let's, this is probably my is favorite so, thing that I read about this week. I'm, oh my god. I'm kind of with you on that. This has to be my favorite thing. Puddle game. <laughs> <laughs> Puddle gate. This is a real thing this week. We are stupid people. Yes. We are stupid Stupid like, people. Gamers, like whoever has been complaining about this, gets the facepalm this week. Yes. I am. 
This is why we don't get nice things. There's a this lot is of- why companies are so hesitant to, give us to put out any anything. kind of demo or screenshots or anything. So apparently, oh, actually, no, you take this one. Okay, so Insomniac has put out all kinds of stuff about Spider-Man, which is amazing. It's awesome. Also, it getting to a really little, cool. I don't care anymore. Yeah, because I don't well, want anything we're to get also close enough. We're, we're close we're, enough that we'll I, be fine. Yeah, I know it comes out Friday. Yay! Excited. Super excited for that. Um, so puddles. Yeah, let's talk about have puddles. been an issue because since the dawn of video games, anytime that there since the dawn of the internet, yeah, anytime that there has been early footage of anything, it gets compared to the final footage. You know what's what the internet was up in arms about this week? That Insomniac finally had to talk about, address, the size of the puddles. And the fact that these puddles signify and that the game has been downgraded in visual exactly. graphics or fidelity because or something. less water means that they like couldn't that. deal with the reflections and everything. So that means that the graphics have been downgraded and this game isn't going to be as good as we thought exactly what it means it has nothing to do with hey let's make this puddle smaller because it just doesn't fit in this scene or that there like might be too much sun because we have a dynamic system and <laughs> i'm not and i'm not i'm not siding on the puddles puddle gate people but maybe insomniac decided to go we don't want that there because it is kind of pushing the engine just a smidgen too much or I mean, who knows? god forbid it doesn't work in the scene. Or, God forbid, why are you comparing the size of the puddles? Who cares? We will come back to this. Because I, I, we have, okay, we have, so we have a We're thing. saying puddles. Honestly, looking at the pictures, it was like water was all the way across the floor. And now it's all over like an eighth to a quarter of the floor. Yeah. If you so, watch- I mean, it's a significant size difference. But who cares? Yeah, if you watch the E3 demo, it's it's that scene. Yeah. Because it's in where they're in the high-rise building and uh, Peter's going after some guys in the building that's being yeah. built. It's like and, Fisk's Men, I yeah, think. Yeah, Fisk Men or something like that. And you can see it's a giant freaking puddle. Like yeah. a water bust, uh, a pipe busted. Yeah. That's cool. And then in the completed or someone found a shot later on. I don't know. Screenshot. Screenshot of something. I don't know. It's small. It's significantly smaller. Okay. Cool. So we're going to complain about puddles. Twitter and Reddit like lost their ever-loving minds about it to the point of Insomniac Games put out exactly this quote. It's just a change in the puddle size. There's no downgrade at all. I. This is why we can't have nice things. There's a difference between journalism, games journalism, being a critic. Yeah. And being an absolute ass. I mean, I mean and, and excuse me for saying it. This is this so is bluntly. A, this is a stupid leap. Yes. This is a legitimate stupid leap that someone decided to lose their shit on because no reason whatsoever, minus the fact of I'm going to call a big game out because I know it's not going to live up to the expectations because yeah. someone changed the size of a puddle. If you're hinging your love or excitement on a game <laughs> about a puddle. Honey. Oh, honey. At us at the geek level. We'll, we'll have a discussion about that. Please. Because I I, I promise you we will. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll have a straight discussion with you about why this matters or why we need to start looking in more in depth at the idea of 
the character of you. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw that out there. I'll, I will go at you hard on that one because it's a puddle. It's a puddle. What I'm all, I'm all for the background and the whole the whole city of New York to be gorgeous. Yeah. But still, like this got to be such a big thing that CD Project Red got into. It, yes. <laughs> which I love. Also, if you have not seen the 48 minute demo for Cyberpunk 2077. My god. This game looks gorgeous. This game looks amazing. And like it's because of the puddle and everything else that all through the demo, the announcer and like it's all it's on the screen the entire time. This is a demo. This is, this a reminder. is not the finished yeah. product. Please keep in mind. Please keep in mind this, this is, is a demo. not the finished product. This game is a work in progress and things could be changing as we continue to yeah. go through development. I think it said he said it like five freaking times in the first five minutes. No, in the first two Two minutes minutes. and then through the whole thing on the very top of Cyberpunk 2077. It's right there on the top. This is not a work in progress. Not a complete build. I I watched about half of it and then I had to go do other things. Uh And I'm pretty sure that I heard it 10 times. Mm -hmm. You did. You absolutely did. I and it's it's funny. You. Because we're going to talk about CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. But what's funny is this happened to them with The Witcher 3 as well. Yeah. Because there because was one scene. People analyze everything. Analyze, which is fine to a certain point. But people lost their minds because the not completed build version on an E3 panel or E3 showing or something for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and the build, the final build, were not the same in an area where the stones, like there was a building and how the stone the oh, yeah. masonry was. Yeah, the masonry was off. And it just, it wasn't as detailed and the one in the build was more straight and like more um, manufactured. Not yeah. like back in those days where it would have been off and jaggy and I mean, oh that's God. what it's supposed to it's gotta be authentic. And I'm sitting You're playing here a damn going, game. I'm sitting here going, haven't we moved past this? Because there are constantly movie trailers that come out that have scenes that never make it into the final movie. Mm-hmm. They're not in the final movie at all. Nope. There are scenes with like Rogue One being the biggest example of that. Yeah. And in, in recent history, yeah, Rogue One in is recent history. Yeah. Well, the biggest example, because I mean, the end of it, they, when the yeah. trailer showed Ray taking on that Ray, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Felicity oh, Jones. Yeah. Whatever her character's name was like, they, they had to reshoot that movie. Yeah. The ending because something happened. I don't yeah. really remember off the top of my head, but the trailer showed like she was going to take on a freaking TIE fighter yeah. at the end of it. And, and then that didn't just, happen. Yeah. I and don't it's know. one of those things you're like, we, we, we have come past the point like, of moviegoers have accepted that. Yes. So why can't gamers accept that over the years that it takes to make a really good to make a game. Yes. Whether it's good or not, it takes a long time and a lot of hours. Why can't you just accept that things are going to change? Let's let's put this in perspective. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt came out in May 2015. Okay. It is 2018. Uh-huh. Cyberpunk is nowhere to be No, <laughs> it, it, there's I will put I will give you $10. 
I'm going to put it right now. It is not a 2019 release. Aren't they like predicting end of 2019 right now? That's that's what people are saying. I I, I think at the very earliest it's 2020? 2019. I like, think so too. Holiday but season I, I don't of think 2019, but I, I think even that is pushing it. I think, but the fact that they had a 48 minute demo that they're willing to show willing to the show. public. Well, they they've come out and said like the game's done. Like you can uh-huh. play it from end to end. From beginning to end? Yeah. From beginning to end. You can play the whole game. Yeah. But the polish. Yeah. Which I get And let's that. be honest. It's CD Project Red. This wonderful Polish company. They're, they have a, a idea of polish that baffles the mind for most companies. Well, I mean, you say that, but The Witcher 3 did have some glaring issues when it first came out. Yes. That being said, they were able to fix that pretty quickly pretty quickly pretty quickly for a game again i said this damn near perfect the biggest complaint i i've heard now of the witcher 3 haven't got to it yet so i can't say personally loading screens yeah everything else (laughs) fantastic and i'll sit here and whine about loading screens on most games yeah i mean even hell bloodborne still has awful loading yes so it's one of those things like we we've gotten to a point where I don't give a damn about you and your little snowflake concept. Yeah. Who cares? Are you going to be the people that are probably complaining about the puddles uh-huh. are still going to buy the game. Yeah. Like play the game. And enjoy get, the, Figure out how you feel about the gameplay. Then move from there. Like if the puddle, if there's something in the puddle at a certain time of the day where the sun shines the, in the, into the puddle and glares into your face, not being able to like control Peter. Yeah. Okay. That's understandable. Bitch about a puddle. Yeah. But until then, sit down, shut up, shut up about your puddles. No shut one up cares. About your puddles. I don't care. Yeah. You get a face palm because you didn't have anything better to do <laughs> than complain about a puddle. Yeah. Talk to me about your favorite game. Oh, I thought we were going to, finish up with oh, we're CD, CD Project, Project Red. Red. Okay, let's keep on going. Yeah. That, okay, let's go back to CD Project Red. I accidentally closed that by mistake. Oops. Oh, well, I had you it open too over many here. Tabs I have too open. many uh, tabs open. The thing that you were complaining to me about exactly. that everyone at your work does. Shut up. <laughs> I almost took a picture of how many tabs I had open this week just to send it to you. I would have screamed bloody murder. <laughs> I think I had like Jesus. eight or nine tabs oh open, God. but I had reasons for every single one, okay. and I knew where things were. Oh, that's okay. and I wasn't trying to open tons of more tabs. And you weren't trying to like play YouTube or go. Oh, my computer's slow. Not well, on all of them, no. Yeah, because you have yeah freaking twenty eight tabs open <laughs> and running six different programs. Yeah. Your RAM is going out of control. Yeah, you can't play a YouTube video or it's slow. Anyway, Guys, help your tech person close your internet tabs. Anyway, so CD Projekt Red, CDPR. <laughs> okay. Yeah, CDPR for short. They're the ultimate trolls. They really are, For but I love this. Ten hours, ten hours. They put on their their Twitch stream, just running code. Yeah, just code. It was on IGN too. It was on IGN. IGN picked it up. They yeah. everyone started streaming this. Ten hours of code. This was hilarious. We watched about five seconds of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like they're. And the first thought in my head was they're going to actually show something. My God, I was just like somewhere in here they're going to have like. A two to five minute trailer. Or one of these codes, if you wrote it correct or like typed it out correctly on would a search bar. Would give you a demo. Would give you a demo. Or something. Or send you to the two or three minute thing. Because exactly yeah. what they did at E3 for Xbox where 
those codes in the back one yeah. at the end of Xbox's E3 co- conference, that was the complete edition of The Witcher 3. Those codes. Yeah. I was like, they're going to do something like that. Lo and behold, it was a 48-minute trailer. Yeah. Gameplay footage of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. And oh my God, I don't get anxiety. I, I don't. I, I, I Okay, <laughs> I take that back. I very rarely get anxiety about, about video games. About video games. I did tweet a couple weeks ago that I'm very scared about Red Dead Redemption 2 just because there looks like a just a crap ton to do. Yeah. But You're off the hook, cool. Rockstar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> CD Projekt Red, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah. My God. Like, what usually gives me anxiety with a game is, like, how in-depth you can get with the battle system. Yeah. For example, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Looks like it's going to give me slight anxiety with how in depth I could get with like the equipment and how to do things and like all the choices in there are a little crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying not to tangent because I'm going to say something, but I'm like, no, that's fine. I I know what I want to say. I mean, there are other games that also give me slight anxiety about things like that. No, I was going to say, I think that's the reason why I haven't found a good RPG yet. Cause they're, they're, we, we come to a point where there's too many choices. Yeah. You want the definition of too many choices? Freaking CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077. Do you understand how much I like talking to NPCs? Do you understand how I cannot talk to every single NPC in this game and how much that bothers me? <sighs> yeah, it's. They like, were I, they I weren't screwing around when they said, oh, we're going to make a living, breathing world. They, yeah. they were not screwing around. People like games say that there, there's a line with games yeah. that you're like, oh, yeah, OK, I get you. You're going to make a living, breathing world. And I say that in the sense of even with Spider-Man coming out next. And this I feel week. like the closest that I have seen, which I don't play a ton of different video games, uh, but the closest that I've seen to living, breathing world has been Breath of the Wild recently. OK, yeah, For I can me. give you that one. Yes. But like I, where I, you can do almost anything, but I also don't play a ton of open world games myself. Yeah. And again, haven't played the Witcher three. It could be Witcher three could be a good precursor of what Cyberpunk's going to yeah. be. But yeah, they were not screwing around. It actually, no. I am. Um, the words escape me for how I feel about this game. I, I, I am excited. I will first and foremost say that I am also scared. Yeah. Because I don't know. Because this is a game that calls for so many playthroughs, and I just don't have the time yeah. to do that. It's going to be a very interesting review cycle for this one. Yeah. Because it's going to be like, all right, well, I played it this way, but he played it that way. <laughs> that person played it that way. And apparently, there's like 85 freaking endings to this game. If there's there are, I don't know. I'm just randomly guessing. No on that idea. One. But it's. It's weird because it like, oh, the game you adapt, the game adapts to you. You adapt to the game. You have a play style. You you have a specific fighting style that you like. You can do that. Yeah. You want to talk to NPCs. You can do that. You want to be an absolute dick. You can do that. You miss this mission. There's 14 different ways to get through this mission. Beginning, middle and in. You can be the cool, calm kind of person who's just like walks in. Here's the here's the money. Yeah. Let's go and just walk out. You can go guns ablaze. You can yeah. freaking sniper people or just set hell on. Like, you could probably light the building on fire and yeah. just burn it down for all I know. It's insane. I, I, I mean, it's just mind boggling the detail and the depth of this game. 
that I'm not sure there has been anything remotely close to that. Witcher three with notwithstanding, I, I it's from what we've from heard. what we heard from what I know, and it's it's weird. I'm I'm very. How do I do this? It's also to me really impressive how much CD Projekt Red has put into this because, like, we were watching a podcast from IGN, and they were even talking about how if you choose to do a certain mission a specific way you're probably going to miss an entire character that is integral to another person's story. Like you'll just never see this character. And I'm just there like that takes some balls to create a game where you go through all of these options. You have uh, dialogue for this person. You have mo-cap. everything mocap. You have the actor, all this stuff. And you're willing to just allow people to skip that. Yeah. That's so impressive yeah, it's, and so intimidating to me as a I want to explore everything person. Okay. So let's let's bring this around for a second. Okay. We talked about that we tangented off this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. About first person versus third person. The sense of oh. being um, word I'm looking for is inc- not inclusive, but where you really feel the world uh-huh. or you're just in, in that world. And what's Better. Excuse me. I'm trying to swallow and breathe at the same time. It sucks. What's better? Now that we've seen the gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077. I understand why this game is first person, but that doesn't mean that I have to like first person. Oh, games. no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to like first person. I'm just saying like, in the sense if of, I were to play this game, I would really push to play it with PC on PC with uh, mouse and keyboard. Oh, I'm going. I like I almost. I'm going to, or I'm going to buy two copies because I mean, yeah. it really seems like, and again, this is me just speculating. This is going to be like pushed for the Xbox or the next generation of Xbox. Cause it was announced and I get that. on E3. That's when they yeah. gave the first legit preview. So I'm like, all right, it seems like they're kind of push, not pushing, but might have an exclusive deal with Xbox. I get that. But that also means that they could push for a really good PC oh, yeah. version too. Because Microsoft. Because Microsoft and GOG. I mean, that's owned. CD Projekt Red owns GOG, the computer gaming store. Okay. So, I mean, in theory, you might get the best version off of GOG. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with how you can build computers. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm Now I'm looking at build, I'm, I, I've been yeah. wanting to build a new computer. Yeah. And I've been looking at a reason why or for, I mean, not just <laughs> to have a good computer. I mean, yeah. granted, I've been playing Overwatch and the screen tearing and whatnot. But, and that's my... TV, not yeah. the PC. Well, but now I'm TV. looking at this game going, all right, I'm legitimately building the best possible PC I can afford <laughs> for Cyberpunk. I'll just play it on my own PC. That's fine. It's you fine. can do that. That's assuming I ever get to this game. Yeah. The, I, I don't know if I will. It also, let's also be, let's be honest. It depends on if like they come out with like a collector's edition with the statue. Yeah. And what that, what system that is for. I yeah. mean, if they come out with a Windows one, that's cool. I would, I'll buy it for the yeah. Windows one. Because that's where I'm kind of planning on playing it anyway, because that's yeah. where I have The Witcher. I try and keep all the games by the same developers on the same system. For the most part. For the most part, I, I try and really do that. Yeah. So, I know, I'm weird. I don't really care. I think it's, it's one thing. All right, now let's talk about uh, your probably most anticipated game of 2019. Oh, this is absolutely my most anticipated game, and I'm so excited that it comes out in January. Uh, so, Kingdom Hearts 3, because I got to talk about it. I'm so close to being done with Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, Square Enix has been doing something really cool 
they have actually been working to keep secrets. So they've been really working to make sure to not say who the boss is of each world. And I'm just there like, that's really cool. That's cool. I like that. Because, I mean, playing Kingdom Hearts, you know that you're going to fight Maleficent. Yeah. You know you're going to fight Hades or Hades will... Yeah, you're going to have to fight Hades. Yeah, most likely. Um, I think Pete is in this one again. I think I remember him from the trailers. Uh, Stinky Pete. Stinky from- Pete, okay. Yeah, from Mickey Mouse. You have no idea where I went with that one. Like Pete's Dragon? No. The Nickelodeon <laughs> show Pete and Pete. I'm like, ah. why Why did that pop into my head all of a sudden? Because I said Pete. I was Pete, and that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I'm cool with that, actually. I think that's really cool. I, I think, I mean, because let's be honest. This game's not real. I don't care. We, it's, what it's, are you talking about? It's still not real. Yes, it is. It is not yes, real. Yes, it is. I, it's a real game. It's coming. I, I know people I have, have played it. I, I have faith it's coming. You, and you do not have faith. Don't even try. I, I don't think this game is real. I, it's, I think it's totally real game, and I'm going to get it at the end of January. You are going to get it at the end of January. Again, I hope there's I a collector's edition. I still haven't pre-ordered it. There is, I think there is a pre-special uh, edition. A special edition? But, but I don't it, think it was very good. Okay, gotcha. I think I passed on it because oh. I was just like, eh. Probably didn't, didn't have a cool but statue or anything? That's kind of how like Square Enix has either super amazing or super crappy collector's editions. Like they don't have much in between. Yeah. uh, And they tend to go towards, I don't really need that special edition. Yeah. The last last couple ones I've liked from them are the Laura Croft ones. But not even the new one. But not even, oh no. We saw the statue for the new, for uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It doesn't look right. No. Her her face face doesn't look right. But yeah, I'm very oh, excited for Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3. What was it? Just like a book or something? Oh, yeah. This is the $230 version, and it's got Yeah, the- it was too much, and I very rarely like Kingdom Hearts statues because they always get Sora's face wrong. This one is a too blocky. Yeah. Like, this might well, be for this Toy is, is Yeah, that's Toy the Toy World? Story Okay, world. that makes a little more sense. So, now, I mean, but- I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't um, really. Oh, that's actually not that bad of a face, though. I think it was just too expensive. Yeah, too because it came out at E three. Yeah, and we were already pre ordering so Everything many else. other things. Everything else. Like I don't even want the PS four Pro, uh, Kingdom Hearts version. Yeah, I get you on that one. On, but I love my King, my PS four Pro. It's beautiful. I don't have a Pro. You don't my have a Pro. PS4, I was like, wait, what Pro? My PS four S. It's beautiful. It's the blue days of play, and I love it. Three. Oh, that's two. I don't want two. I want three. What are you looking for? I'm going to see if there's a... Uh... Oh, nope. We'll look it up later. Deluxe editions. Okay. Uh, I don't think there are. <clears throat> so... So, yeah, I think that's really cool that they're keeping that secret. I think so, too. I, I, I like that because it's really hard to keep a secret nowadays. It is. Thanks to the internet. Best-selling game of 2018 so far. According to pre-orders. According to pre-orders on, on Amazon. Amazon. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's insane to me. Especially when it, when you have, oh, I don't know, like, Spider-Man, Red Dead, Call of Duty. Battlefield. Battlefield. Battle Five. F- yeah. Battlefield or Battle? Battlefield, yeah. Battlefront's the other one. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you, there, there's so many games. Like Pokemon. I'm not surprised that Smash Brothers is meeting, beating, beating Pokemon. Pokemon. I true. do not think that Pokemon is as big as you do. I'm starting to come around on that. 
I get where you're just like, oh, but Pokemon, it's Pokemon, and it's the original, and it's the nostalgia. But I've talked with more of current generation gamers. Yeah. And they're not excited for it. They're just like, this looks dumb, and it's for... I loved this. I loved this so much. They think that it's for people who are too lazy to go out and play Pokemon Go. Yeah, well, it, it kind of <laughs> is, actually. Like, but that's kind of the joy of it. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, I'm with, it's, I, I dig that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the best selling game. I think that's pretty cool. That's best game of, best selling game, best-selling of, the game year. of the year so far on that's Amazon. Insane. I just, but part of that is also, oh, I know why. Why? Because uh, if you have multiple switches, you need multiple copies. Yes. You, I'm a and, little slow some days. And they have the, uh, that collector's edition that just came out that came, that comes with the Steelbook mm-hmm. game and the um, oh what does it come with? It comes with something a controller. Cool. That's right, the, the pro controller. The pro controller with the Smash emblem on it. Yeah. Also, you can buy this stupid GameCube controller with the Smash emblem. Yeah. On it. I mean, they're really kind of pushing hard on the controllers when it comes to Smash Brothers, which I think is absolutely insane. Yeah, but I get it because I mean. The controller really has a lot to do with how well you play. I mean, yes. You're oddly enough. You are absolutely right on yeah. that one. Okay. One of my favorite games so far, uh-huh. or my favorite game that I'm enjoying so much uh-huh. while we're streaming, come and hang out with us on Couch Cabates Plays on Mondays Please. at 7 p.m. Central, is Bloodborne. Yeah. I this love that game. It's been a lot of fun. I absolutely love that game. I love it when I get to play and make John nervous. Very much so. It's a lot of fun. It scares the hell out of me. Yes. Bloodborne came out with a card game that I've not picked up yet. Uh-huh. But they're now apparently coming out with a board game, too, which Ooh. I think is really awesome. Uh, Come On Limited announced... Oh, no. Simon. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on Limited. Come on Limited announced... I think that's how you say it. Plans to make a Bloodborne, Bloodborne board game. Good Lord. That's actually harder to say mm-hmm. than I anticipated in uh, 2019. Uh, they were the makers of the card game and Kick-Ass the Board Game. The Bloodborne card game. The Bloodborne card game, And yes. Kick-Ass the Board Game. Yes. Which I think is awesome that somehow a board game creator has found a way to make a game, video, make game, a video game, playable as a card or board game. I love yeah. that. I think that's really, really cool. That's pretty cool. Apparently the core Bloodborne game will... Consists of a five-chapter campaign, which uh, which each chapter with. lasting between 60 and 90 minutes. Players can pick from one of six covenants to join, each of which has their own storyline. This should help with replayability, as each hunter will have its own storyline in addition to the main challenge of the game. That's funny, because I was actually going to ask if this was going to be... Um like the kind of game where you have to tear up cards oh, the and legacy stickers games? on. Yeah, the yeah, legacy, legacy games. games. Uh, that would have been interesting. That would have been very. But I'm okay that this one is replayable. Yeah, replayable. Yeah, I'm, I, I was thinking really about cool. that too. Just like, oh, is this going to be like a legacy game? And hey, by the time this comes out, we'll actually have a dining room table. Yes, yes, that's true. We will. I think that's cool. I, I like that we're getting that stuff. Yeah, that, that's I, awesome. The um, Dark Souls Three board game is mm-hmm. actually pretty well put together, and the, the designs of the, the characters themselves are cool. Cool. So I'm actually excited to see what these are going to look like 
for uh, Bloodborne. Yeah. I, I, I'm aesthetically, I like Bloodborne better than Dark Souls. Yeah, I get that. It's more up my alley. But yes, I did order the Dark Souls trilogy for PlayStation 4. Well, of course. I mean, we'll see how, if you can get through two. Yeah. I'll see if I can get through one. <laughs> that two. Jesus, let's be honest. Well, I'm just saying two because it's so different. Yes, I agree. Just it, from what little I've seen. Little, it is. It is so different. It wasn't the same director. Yeah, I know. So. Bothers me. All right. Talk to me. Talk to me about this. Okay, so there's, we just heard about this game. Uh, it's called Damn View Built from Nothing. That's the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sandbox simulation game where you're playing an animal, but like they're a cool, edgy animal in like ripped jeans and a leather coat. We're millennials. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm not sure how to feel about this game. Like the people that we heard it from, it was another IGN podcast. Uh, we're making fun of it, saying that it's like going to be like a dark, edgy Animal Crossing. The more I look into it, I think they're pretty much on point with that, too. I get that. I mean, it- <laughs> I get that. It's it's a little nuts. OK, so let me read. Um, who is this? Uh, Gamatsu. Uh Damn View Built from Nothing is a game about despair, the hostility of capitalism, and the need of seeking for a better future. The city you dwell in takes on it its own role takes on its own role as the machine that capitalism feeds. A machine that can swallow you whole and spit you out a broken person. How far you're willing to go to survive and succeed in a place like this is in your hands. And sometimes being smarter, meaner, or just not giving a damn is the pathway to success. Part of me thinks this is really cool. Part of me is just like, this is too much like life, and I don't know that I want to play a video game of life. Thank you. I was actually like, when we we put this in the podcast, I'm like, all right, I'm going to tangent on this one, because here's why. I'm all for games being a beautiful escape from life. Yes. I, I mean, everyone needs that. You, If you look at it, if you look at video games as a mini hour two hour vacation that you can take yeah. a couple times a week i mean and there's some of us who play video games for three or four hours that's fine too i'm, I'm just a day i'm just putting that yeah. in context of that then i think that's absolutely fantastic i need it you need it, it yeah. it's just it's just something really really nice about that where the world shuts up and i can go save the princess i can go level up my character tend to my farm or be the hero Overwatch needs. I don't know. Pick, or pick your- go play around in Animal Crossing with some happy animals. And I don't care what you say about Tom Nook. He does not push you to pay back your loan. I have a city where I have not paid off the newest addition to my house. And it's been like two years. And I have gotten zero eviction notices. And I have not finished paying. I haven't even paid in like two years. Because I haven't been in the game. Doesn't that just signify that he's a bad landlord? No, it signifies that he's a good, patient Tanuki and that he cares for the people in the town. But his name is Tom Nook and he runs this bitch. That's what you think. He's just, they look, Aaron lied. Okay, okay? Let, let's be honest. Like, he's not making any money. He, I mean, if, especially if you're his only tenant. What? There are other animals in the town. They can go get their houses upgraded. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't have a monopoly on that. But he has 
Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, even the creator of Animal Crossing was just like, you know what? I don't understand why Tom Nook is viewed as the villain because I created him to be very patient and it really doesn't matter how long you take take to pay off your loan. He's just going to sit there and accept your bells. Of course he will. He's like, oh God, thank you. You finally gave me something I could feed my kids. And plus, well, they run the shop. I could feed my wife. She's not around. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) She went out for groceries three years ago. Oh, well. Never came. oh God! Maybe yeah. she's on the island. I don't know. I don't know. You're right, though. I I I think it's funny that this game seems like it's dark as hell, and like just just wants to kick the shit out of you in life. Yeah. And you're like, you know, I already have that happen in life. <laughs> why the hell am I gonna like subject why, myself to that? Why should I play as a pixelated animal just to have that happen in a game? Yeah, like anthropomorphic animal there's a there's a weird getting too close to home concept that this game yeah. is kind of pushing but i don't know maybe i f- i figured out a different way to describe this game okay it is animal crossing meets gta because you can be an absolute jer- jerk in this game it sounds like yes so I guess that's your escapism is you can be the super nice guy and follow all the rules or you can be the absolute jerk and completely succeed in life. Isn't that how people succeed in life, though? Yeah, but I'm typically a nice person. That's yeah. why I'm so oh, that's why oh, well, that's I'm, why we that's why we haven't succeeded. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm too nice of a person, <laughs> no, too. But uh, it's weird because you're right, because watching the gameplay Watching just how this game is described. The announcement play, trailer. Yeah, it's just... It's I, a little I don't, too close I, to home I, for I me. I don't want to play a game about life that is too close to life. And I'm not saying we're getting the shit kicked out of us, but that's a life. I mean, life yeah. kicks the hell out of you. Yeah. And you just got to get back up and go, but... I don't know. It just seems like the mechanics of this game do that. Yeah. I don't know. You... We'll, we'll probably still pick it up. God help me. We probably still uh, possibly. Uh, Let us know if you want us to stream that game. Probably still pick it up. There's All a right. chance. We're adults. Yes, that's weird to say. We're pretty sure we're. Adults. We're pretty sure we're adults. We are. We have our fandoms. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of fandoms. Yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But. We understand the fandoms don't have to cater to us. They don't have to. I like it when they do. I like it when... Well, I, I don't really care one way or the other. Well, sorry, continue because I have a different point to yeah, make with okay. this. So, the Hollywood Reporter wrote an article of what happens when fandom doesn't grow up. And it's actually a very interesting... Take on this. Yeah. On society. On society where... A lot of millennials, Gen Xers, they're, they're specific groups of people mm-hmm. who just hold on to fandom so tight. Yeah. That when they, as they were growing up, that it just, it's so like. This was part of our childhood. You we want it still. I still want it as an adult. Yeah. You can't mess with my childhood. You're breaking my childhood. And. Well, no, like they were actually talking about how, uh, you know, you have all of the fan artists who I can't 
remember the guy's name right off. Um, but like he's got, oh, here it is. Uh, Brandon Avant or Avant. Uh, I haven't looked at his work just yet, but apparently he reimagines the characters from like Doug, Goof Troop, and Arthur. And he draws them as adults in their 20s. And they're all tatted up and stylish and all that stuff because those were things that we watched as kids. Okay, John just n- pulled it up for me. And it's kind of cute. Yeah, I, I dig that. I think it's awesome like, that it's Doug like... is all grown up and he's a man and not so scrawny. Yeah. He's got a couple tattoos on him. And here's Arthur. Arthur and his little sister. Whoa. She (laughs) matured. That's the best way to put it, too. I did the same thing. I was about to be like, uh, how do I say this? Matured is the best way to say that. She matured. I was like, oh. In the chestal region. Now that I have completely derailed whatever point John was going to make. <laughs> I don't, I lost it. Just go. I've lost um, it. But yeah, just it's, it's an interesting idea because like our parents, I mean, they make an outrageous, but really cute point in this article. Nobody is pushing for a Lincoln Logs movie. No. Like, that's what our parents grew up with, was, like, Lincoln Logs, possibly Barbie? Barbie's coming out with a movie, though. That I do know. Yeah, I mean... But that's not... I don't think that's geared because of the outcry of the 40, 50, 60-year-olds going, No. We want a Barbie movie! Like, no, that's not happening. Even when they were in their 20s and 30s, they weren't just like, Oh, my God, did you hear that Barbie's getting a movie? It was more like, Oh, my God, Barbie's getting a movie. I have better things to do with my life. I feel like that would happen with yeah. at least my parents. I wonder why that is. I wonder why like we're we're screaming for these movies that connect us to our childhood, but we're never and to me I'm gonna take it one step further. We're never okay with the end product. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my god. That was what two I years never ago? even got into Josie and the Pussycats and I knew it was wrong. Yeah. I mean and there's these movies that are coming out like Marvel, comic books, Star Wars, and they even said this in the article, comic books, Star Wars, Disney, Disney in general, they, they figured it out for the most part. No, people didn't like last Jedi. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? Actually, I kind of dug it because I, I understand that it broke the core concept of Luke. Yeah. But Luke's an old freaking man and he's been separated from and, the force for a long freaking time. And that's the thing. It's more just. Because I actually had like the books and everything that I read yeah. when I was younger, then I did have an idea of what Luke would be as an old man. Yes. So I already had that picture. It was pretty firmly established. And then they just did away with everything that I knew. So it was the shock. The shock. I, I understand. do understand the changes to Luke. And I'm starting to not hate it so much, but that doesn't mean that I have to like the movie. No, you don't have to like the movie, and I'll still say it just wasn't grand in scale. That was my big. That's my biggest complaint. Yeah. But I actually liked the change they they gave to Luke because I mean he was isolated. He isolated yeah. himself away from the force, away from everyone. Then you go a little crazy in isolation. Yeah. Hate to tell people that. 
And that's the thing. I'd never really complained about Luke currently in the movie. It was more how he reacted to Kylo. Yeah. That bothered me. Like that was his the part of his story arc that I was just like, I don't like this. I understandable on that one. But it's just because it's weird. I'm a big kid and I want to keep my fandoms. Yeah, and <laughs> why is that? Like it does it what does it do for you? And the, the idea that what the article brings up is it doesn't allow evolution of characters it doesn't yeah. allow new characters to come in or do something yeah. for the future i mean because okay, we're, be- we're sitting here and we constantly complain oh this sequel is coming out this fifth movie is coming out why don't we ever get any new ips yeah. and then we get a new ip movie and nobody watches nobody it. watches it nobody likes it and let's be honest we know this is going to happen i'm going to butcher the name i know i'm going to butcher the name okay. someone can correct me but what is the girl's name that takes the place of tony as Iron Man, it's like Ironheart or Lionheart or something like that. Okay. And a new girl, she's like 18 or something like that, or 16, like absolute genius. Mm-hmm. And she's now the new Iron Man. Okay. That's inevitable. That is going to happen yeah. in the MCU. Maybe not for the next like 15 years. Possibly. But it's going to happen. Yeah. And people are going to bitch because it's not Tony. Yeah. And I'm just like, but now, time has passed unless they that- soft reboot it. But. Now, that being said, uh, the animated Spider movie, Spider-Man movie coming out later this year. Into um, the into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. That looks amazing. Yeah. And we're going to get Spider-Gwen. We're going to get Miles. Yeah. I mean, and it looks but awesome. I feel like comics has a little more free reign to do what they want. Yes. I mean, when they made alternate universes they just kind yeah. of were like hey this is it suck <laughs> it up do whatever i don't care what you think yeah i mean they've already changed their stories 20 times so i don't know but there's something very interesting about this idea of as adults we are actually making our kids have to enjoy our movies like we're not allowing movie people to make movies for kids because the adults have to enjoy it. So like we're actually kind of forcing kid, like young kids to be more like adolescents and like forcing them to grow up into our humor a little bit faster. You know what? I see that. And that actually weird. Okay. So yeah, that, that is true. I, and I'm going to tell a quick story real fast. My dad, it, it came out on my birthday. So my dad and took me and my sister to see the fir- the Pokemon movie, the first movie. Yeah. And my dad had no earthly idea what in the hell was going on. Oh, he even said like years later after like we all, I grew up a little bit and he <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, when I took you that, I had no idea what was going on. Right. I just, I took you because you wanted to see it exactly. and it was geared toward you. It was written. Yeah. It was your generation that brought Pokemon. Yeah. And so you love this. It was your birthday. He even let me buy the ticket. Like he gave Aww. me the money and let me buy the ticket for me and my That's little awesome. sister. And I was just honestly in tears because of the movie sad part (laughs) but yeah now that i stop and think about it you're like yeah that we've even complained about well we haven't complained but we understand that there are movies that aren't geared toward us and that's fine and that's fine because they're not supposed to be but when you have a movie geared to kids such as the emoji movie yeah there's a weird line that is not there anymore how do you how do you navigate this now? Yeah. And I know the article is talking about like Christopher Robin. Yeah. About how that went a little on the dark side because. Yeah. But Disney is in another dark phase. They go in and out of these. Yeah. 
But it, I, I mean, mean, how many making, freaking Transformer movies are? Oh. Is it bad that I'm actually excited for Bumblebee because I forgot Michael Bay's not directing it? Oh, I'm so like I'm I so actually, excited. I'm kind of cool with it. Michael I'm Bay like, is not part of it. I'm down to wa- I'm down to try yeah. this. Why not? Just like okay, maybe I'll actually pay money to see that because we haven't seen the last two. Last two movies, yeah. The last night Transformers. And the other one, I don't. Or maybe I don't it's know. Just the last night, I don't remember. But yeah, you're that that uh, the article brought up, and you're right. Is like we're now in a place where I mean, we don't have kids. We have nieces. No, we don't. We have nephews. We have nephews. We have nephews. And I, I, I have no problem taking them to a movie. Yeah. But I'm not looking for a movie that is for me as well. Right. I, I'm there to watch a dumb kids movie. Yeah. Which. Oh, it would I, be Paw Patrol at this point. I, I, I can take myself away from my 31 year old age and go. All right, hey, I got a cute little. Movie. I got to watch this as a nine year old. Yeah. Okay. This is pretty damn cute. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need like a revelation. No. I mean, and movies that are good, or nowadays kids' movies that are good, walk that line really well. Such as How to Train Your Dragon. To, that's the one. That, I know that that's a little bit older. It is a little bit older, but it still it walks it very well. Where it's very kid oriented, but yeah. the storyline is still very adult. That kids can mostly get it and enjoy it, but it's not too deep for and them. And then, and then you'll have opposites such as Despicable Me One versus the Minion movie. Yes, Despicable Me One. Theater. Absolutely love it. Oh yeah. I haven't seen three. Two was okay. Two was cute. I liked it. Yeah. I need to watch three or the minion movie. Did we? Yeah, we watched it. I slept through most of it. That movie's awful. Yeah. But it's not for us. No. It it would be like going and watching a rabbits movie. It's not for us. No. It's for French kids. Yes, that too. (laughs) Honestly, rabbits are big in French. And it's for us to take Brandy to. And make her sit her ass down and just take it. That's exactly what that movie yeah, is designed to do. Yes. Like little kids are going to be laughing and having the time of their life. And there's going to be this 28 year old screaming her bloody head off because she is scared <laughs> shitless. Like she's watching it. And these little kids are going to be just scarred because I don't know. There's this creepy redhead. Just. Ah! <laughs> But I really like the the rabbits movie. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. It's so true. Love you, Brandy. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> that, <laughs> this comes out on her birthday. You do know that because we're friends, we're family. You know yeah. that's going to happen, and I'm going to make you go to that movie because oh, it's coming. We know oh, it's God. coming. That's Speaking awful. of which, okay, let, let, let's 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 take a step back real fast. Okay. Let's go back to the the fandoms and whatnot. Uh huh. What's coming out next year? We have three video game movies coming out next year. Yeah. Who are they for? I feel like Mario might actually be for kids. I hope it is. Because it's Illumination. I really, really hope it is. I, I really hope, they, hope so. I hope they balance the line. Yeah. And this is just me because I will say I it, that's my fandom. I lo- yeah. We love video games, obviously. I want them to 70, 30... Kids, adults. Yeah, I want. I want seventy percent for kids, where it's just goofy. Ha <laughs> ha! It's me, Mario. Yeah, Woo-hoo! and all that crap. Because that—that's what I love about it. Yeah, that's exactly what I love about. It. I don't need a in-depth, gritty concept of Mario. <laughs> like, oh my god, I smoke three packs. I a smoke day. three packs a day, and <laughs> looks like my my princess got stole, like kidnapped by this lizard man, and now I'm gonna go drink myself down into a coma and make my way through this movie like no let's no not I, do I don't that. need that let's i, I, I that. need this we don't bright, need another one of those i need this bright colorful freaking land yeah that i can just sit here and go we did justice 
Finally, even That's though all that I want. the like, Super Mario movie is a great hate watch. Oh, it's so amazing. We did Mario justice and just thank you. Yeah. Miyamoto is just so much happier. So much happier than now. when he watched the first one in a private screening. Yes. He watched it in a private screening. I feel so bad for them. Oh, and Jesus Christ. That's like awful. he, from what I read, he actually had to like think of something nice to say. Cool. I think that's all we all have to look at uh, <laughs> yeah. the Super Mario movie. But like, oh, I can say all kinds of nice things. I love that movie. Yeah. It's so awful. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> kind of like uh, Sonic. Sonic's got to be for kids because I hope so. I mean, the design like, or like teenagers or teenagers where I mean, he's an angsty teen. So we got to yeah. relate to him. And he's like, huh, yeah, I'm Sonic. Yeah. But eat chili dogs in Green Zone Hill. And that's the town. The town is Green Zone. I'm OK. With Green, that. Hill. Green, Green Hill. Green Hill. Green Hill. Yeah, that's the town. And I'm like, all right, buddy cop movie with Sonic. Cool. I don't give a damn. Why not? And then I think Detective Pikachu is probably going to be the closest to. Are you kidding me? That series is for kids. That series is for kids. That series is so for kids. I think it's going to balance it more closer to adults. I think I, I don't know. I'm going I'm to give it the 60 40 split adult. Uh, that's that's where I'm going to sit it at. Maybe. But it's Pokemon. But it's Pokemon, but it's Ryan Reynolds, and yep. he's a talking Pikachu. But he knows how to behave himself for he, kids. He does. That's very true. He does. And plus, he has kids, and yes. he wants to make a movie for them. That's I true. Think. I, I, I'm with you on that one, but. I, I we need to let fandoms go. That's what I'm going to say. Like they need to evolve. They don't yeah. have to be the same because then we get the same and then we complain that it's too close to the original. Yeah, but then you have other fandoms that do evolve very well. Like Harry Potter is Harry doing Potter. some amazing things. Absolutely, because they're not trying to reboot Harry Potter. No, this is the expanded Potter we're, universe. We're, we're getting different stories. We're, we're getting a prequel we're, that so far is. Really good. I keep on forgetting we're getting that movie in November. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that one. That looks great. And then Doctor Who does a fantastic job. Yeah, but Doctor Who is so well established. Yeah, and and they built in a scapegoat. Let's yeah, a built-in freaking scapegoat. Where such an amazing. Yeah, we're changing it because it's a new Doctor. Yeah. Damn, you thought that through really well. Where you can do it whenever you want. They didn't even think it through when they started the series. Oh no, I, I know that it was. Just I one of those, love that. But it's it is such a beautiful scapegoat that yeah, people can bitch and then they can shut up because it's a new doctor. It's a new doctor. They get to try again. And I I, I think that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Let go of your fandoms. Hold on to them in the sense of enjoy them. Yeah. But, but let them evolve. We don't need a Rugrats movie. That's creepy. We do not need a Rugrats movie. I, I told- we also we do not need a live action Kim Possible. That one makes me upset. Why? We don't need Okay, Kim Possible A shouldn't be live action and B she is such a product of the 90s. That's true. In that sense of letting her stay in the 90s if that's the defense, yes, I agree. Like, she's such a product of the 90s. I love that series. Yeah, I actually, I did too. I thought it was actually really well done. It's one of the... But, like, make a live action of Star versus the Fu- Forces of Evil or something. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Oh, I don't think that it should be live action, but I feel like it would be more relevant. Yeah, I could see... Okay, I can see that one. I mean, that is one of my favorite cartoons. Yeah. It, it, okay, now we're talking about it. It's really weird, because I'm like, I don't... But we're in the camp of the established universe is where it needs to stay. The medium needs to stay. Yeah. I I don't need, and I I mean this wholeheartedly. I don't need 
a Doctor Who movie, like a two and a half hour Doctor Who movie. I don't no. need that. It, it's keep it in the just established me, medium of TV show. Just give me a three episode story arc and I'm good. Yeah, that's all it needs. <laughs> that's I, all I need. Kim Possible. I mean, it. I wouldn't mind. No, no, you're right. Cause it's it, it's going to be weird. And I'm going to say it's going to be weird because I've seen the promo of the little girl. I'm not calling any shenanigans right. on the little girl. I just think it's weird that she's a 12 year old, which that's what Kim Possible was. But there but was Kim Possible always came across as being like 16 or 18. Yeah. And there's because a, she was animated. Yeah. There's a disassociation of that. Yeah. She was animated. Yeah. It'd be like getting a, a live action Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Which would be no. weird. Yeah. But I, I have zero interest in that. So kind of like getting a live action last airbender. It's just Ugh. weird. Just no. I, if nobody needed that, it was perfect. How it was. And yeah. Now we're now we're expanding on that one. So it's just one of those things like some things just need to stay how they are. Yeah. And th- and that's fine. We don't need it more. We don't need to. <sighs> it's just insane. Yeah. It's just crazy. You have anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I think so, too. So, so uh, find us on social media. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any of our points. Give us a reason why. Because honestly, we love hearing other points of views. Oh, yeah. Um, we could have missed something. I fully admit to that. Oh, absolutely. So we are the geek level on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If anyone knows Benedict Cumberbatch, tell him I said hi. <laughs> Please. 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 Would love that. Uh, this podcast is on all your favorite podcasting mediums. iTunes or S- Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher. Spotify. Last.fm. Uh, the, we're the Couch Man- Randomist. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. Subscribe to us there. At the geek level. And if you want to see us play games, not well, <laughs> but... We'll wanna, make you laugh. We'll make you laugh and you can hang out with us. Yeah. Catch us on Twitch. We are Couch Capades Plays. We stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Yep. And you know what? We'll see you next week. And don't forget... Always level up. Bye. Bye. Bye.